Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Nick Gray. Uh, Nick is an entrepreneur and an author. He started and sold uh, two multi-million dollar companies, uh, Flight Display Systems and Museum Hack. Uh, he's also the author of his new book, um, published about a year ago. It's called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, uh, a step-by-step handbook that teaches you how to make new friends or build your network by hosting small gatherings. And hundreds of people have used his, uh, it's called The Nick party method um, to host their first happy hour or networking event. Uh, Nick lives in Austin. Uh, He's becoming a friend here. Uh, And I've been to multiple of the Nick hosted parties and they're awesome. This dude uh, knows how to host part. I mean, it's very uh, obviously applicable that he wrote a book on it because he's really good at it. And it's always, I I know if I get an invite from Nick, I'm like, all right, there's gonna be great people there. It's going to be ran well. Uh, It's, it's, it's just, I, your reputation precedes you. So I'm really excited to unpack this topic. And Nick's just done an awesome job of of promoting his book, embedding it into what he's doing. And so we'll unpack a lot of that here today. So welcome, Nick. Great to have you. Selfpublishing.com. Chandler (laughs) Bolt, Nick Gray, Turbo Episode. Look, I want to know what I got to do to be the best guest ever. And I'm going to try to give really tactical, practical steps that I've learned and do in my book. I'll try to give advice for people that are earlier in their journey. You know, my book took me six years to do. It doesn't have to mm. be that hard. Mm. And so there's other things, there's some stuff. So I want to get into it, but but just know that my goal is to be the best guest that you've had in 2023. So I let's want to do good. Let's yeah. make it happen. So let's start here, Nick. Why'd you write this book? How did you see it fitting? I mean, it seems like a cornerstone of your brand currently. Um, so how does it fit in and why did you write the book? Okay. At a very deep level, I wrote the book because I have a specific set of knowledge and expertise that I wanted to share with the world. Okay. But from a practical level, I was running my business six years ago. I heard about all the benefits that come to become a thought leader of writing and publishing a book. And so I had some friends who really red-pilled me on saying, look, you got to do a book. You're going to be seen as an author. And the benefits for you as an entrepreneur to be seen as a subject matter expert are just insurmountable. So that's what put the spark. And then I had to figure out what I could write about and what I truly was an expert on. And that's how I came to this thing about how to host a happy hour or a party or an event. Oh, what uh, you said it took you six years. Um, h- how'd you write it? Uh, but, and what were kind of maybe the big lessons learned in the writing process? Okay, here's the big lesson I am a perfectionist to a fault, and I wanted every single word to be perfect. And I wanted to beta test it, and I wanted to get it in the hands with readers, and I was a perfectionist to a fault there's a higher chance of success that I could have launched this book five years ago 
with a version that was 70% okay. And I could have been farther along in my journey. Okay. So that Mm. maybe is something that I would have done differently Mm. instead of writing it, rewriting it, doing the testing. There's a lot that I did to make it the book that it is today. And I don't recommend that path for everyone. Hmm. So what'd you learn from that? I mean, as a, as a recovering perfectionist, that's now an author, what would be your advice for other perfectionists who are in that process of just editing and rewriting and and that sort of thing? Let me think about the best advice to it, because here's the thing. I wrote a book that today I am so proud of that I will literally chase down celebrities that I see and put the book in their hand and tell them, you have to read this book. Like, I am so proud of what I made. It came at the cost of, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Six years, I put myself through a lot of stress. And I want to be honest about having that conversation. Mm -hmm. That if you are willing to invest that, maybe that's your path. I don't know if I would recommend that for everyone. I think most people should probably do the 70% version so that they can get on and go further along in their journey that I'm sure you have the benefit, Chandler, of seeing thousands of people that have done that and then do additional books so they can make some changes and updates. Can you just kind of talk to it? Like, what do you tell people in that situation? Oh, man, it's really tough. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, for a lot of people, done is better than perfect. And a done, you you can edit a finished rough draft um, but you shouldn't edit a work in progress. So we, you know, we have, we have two, we only have two rules when working with people. Rule number one is you can't edit while you write. <laughs> and that is, and rule number two is you can't write more, more than one book at a time, right? Those are two big things that trip people up. But the first one, you can't edit while you write. That's the big one because, you know, getting your rough drafts, as I'm sure you saw, um, Nick, getting it done is just this light at the end of the tunnel kind of moment where you start to believe that this is possible. <laughs> yeah. And so for so many people, it's the editing while they're writing that trips people up. I think, hey, once you've got your rough draft, like make it great. Um, and I think a lot of what you did, I mean, that's carrying the book that's also built, you know, building confidence for you where you say, hey, I can confidently um, promote this book and get this book to people. So I don't, I don't ever hear, I don't ever have people think, Hey, I'm saying, Hey, just shortcut that process and just publish a crappy book. Don't do that. Right. Make Mm -hmm. sure that the book's great. But if you, if you kind of push that editing process to the back part of the process, then you can do it well and make a better book. in, in my opinion. Nice. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That resonates with me. Cool. What, um, let's see, let's talk about, I guess, maybe fast forward a little bit to the launch phase. How did you launch the book? What so what sold the most copies of the book during the launch phase of the process? I was very lucky that I had a pretty active social following and email list. I had an email list of about 9,000 subscribers with a pretty high engagement, open and click rate. I discounted my book as a lot of people will tell you to do to the Kindle was $1.99. I actually don't know if I would have discounted it because I had such an action, because I had such a big list. Much of the advice is, you know, hey, if you only have one or two or 300 people, yes, let's drop it down to 99 cents, $1.99. So it's a no brainer for somebody to buy it for you. 
I got that advice. I didn't need to do that. I immediately have so many people on my list, which is a unique situation that many listeners may not have. But that's one thing that I maybe wouldn't have done. What got the most sales from me was simply my own friends and family and email list and just doing that launch. I didn't think I didn't have a street team and a launch team and a huge thing like that. Frankly, I just sent out a very simple email. I didn't send lead up emails or other stuff. I was just like, hey, real talk. I've been working on this book for six years. I put my heart and soul, every single thing that I've learned. The book's on sale for $1.99. I hope you'll click this link um, and check it out. I really intentionally tried not to use the over-the-top, hypey, slimy marketing stuff where it's like three days before. All right, everybody, I have a huge announcement in three days. Uh, um, two days before. Can't wait to tell you. Only this day of. Okay, seven days only, blah, 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 right? I didn't want to do that. That didn't sit well with me, but I was just authentic. I was real. I told people what was in it. And I think that really helped and felt brand aligned for me. Cool. Uh, I like that. And I feel like I remember at some point, I don't know if this was a launch or if this is after the fact, but you having some kind of party or launch party like on Lake Austin with paddleboards or something related to the book. What was that? Can you kind of unpack that? Yes, I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also going to give my best advice for a launch party. And so maybe that's the best thing that I can give is how people can have a success. Oh my God, that's it. Chandler, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. How to have the best book launch party. Because what I did won't fit for everybody, but I can say what will fit for everybody. For me, I'm a natural event host. I host things all the time. I host probably on average one event a week. I know the formula and I'll tell you what you need to do to host a successful book launch. Because I didn't want to do that, I host so many events. I want to do something that was for me. Because I had worked for six years, this was a huge thing for me. And I said, what feels authentic for me? I want to go do paddle boards. And I want to have the first ever book launch that is on a lake that is on paddle boards. And I'm going to do the first ever book launch party on Barton Creek. And I think I'm probably the first, the only, and the only one that will ever happen on Barton Creek. Now, for listeners that want to think about how to throw their book launch, you, in most likelihood, do not host events every month like I do. And you will use your book launch as a momentous occasion to reach out and connect with people that you haven't seen in a long time. Here's my suggestion. You need to host warm-up parties before your book launch. Do Mm. not make your book launch the first party that you've ever thrown in a year. I talk to so many people. Oh, I'm going to throw a book launch. I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Have you hosted recently? Oh, no, not really. I say, don't make, look, there's a lot going on with your book launch. Your book launch is freaking big. And you need to be able to make sure you fill the room and that people take action. Do not go in. It would be the equivalent of being like, oh, I want to get good at baseball. I'm going to start at the World Series. No, start in the minor leagues. Host some happy hours leading up to your book launch. You know the day to your book launch. Host two or three warm-ups that you say, look, 15, 25 people want to get you guys together. Let's mix. Let's mingle. Know that I'm having this book launch then because here's why. Most new authors, when they host a book launch, they don't have a warm list of people that will show up. 
People don't know that they host good events. You want to have a warm list so that you can pack that room and get people to buy your book and write a review. And that is your goal for the book launch. And you need to be clear and intentional about your asks. When you invite people, you need to tell them, hey, you got to buy my book and you got to write me a review if that's important to you. But do not hide around. I hate going to book launches and it's like, oh, like it's a little aside. Oh, would you write me a review? No, like we are here for you and your book. And that's why we're here. And Mm -hmm. so I want to be clear that like, I want more of that. Mm And if you are hosting a book launch, you're not hosting just a party to say hi and take a stupid photo. Like -hmm. they're going to buy your book and write a review. That's why we're coming. And make Mm -hmm. that ask early. Make it often. Do not wait till the end of the party. I would stop the party even. I told all my friends, if you want to come to my book launch, show me the receipt. Show me that you bought my book. And that's what I wanted from them to come. Sorry. That's cool. I'm on a hill, but I think I feel strongly about book launches. And I haven't heard it talked about a lot on the podcast. That's cool. I like that. And so I want to dive in more into kind of, uh, the, I guess, the perfect book launch party kind of yeah. formula, if you will. Uh-huh. But uh, so you said you, you did it. I also, I want to go down this paddleboard train for a second because you did. So you did your launch party on Barton Creek on paddleboards. You said, hey, um, show up with a receipt. Show me that you actually bought the book. Um, Uh And that was authentic to you. So I think a a thing kind of to pull out of that for folks is, hey, post host the book launch party that's authentic to you and in a a setting that's authentic to you. Uh, Can you talk about like. How did you, how did you even pull that off? (laughs) It was very, I mean, I know this is like a niche thing that like, you know, most people might hear that and like, I'm not doing this on the creek, but I don't know. I think it's fun. So like, how did you do that? Were you swimming out there with books? Like what, what was the, what did it look like? Yes. Yes. I actually got waterproof name tags, which was amazing. (laughs) And it's the first time I've ever done that. Let me say one thing while it's on my mind. I do something at my parties because I didn't host just one book launch party, by the way. Yes, Mm -hmm. I hosted during my launch week, but then I visited other places. My book launch is a year-long process. It is not a one-week. Okay, of course, we're going to do the one week to get the sales, whatever. But but I thought about it as real extended and that there were multiple launch events that I did. I'll tell you how I did the one with paddleboards, but before I forget, when I do my launch parties, I actually hold my book up and I say, hey, everybody, I'm so happy that you're all here. Do me a favor real quick and take out your cell phone. Take out your phone, everybody. Um, Unlock it. And then I grab my book and I say, now is a really good chance for you to take a picture of me with my book. And I hold up my book and everybody laughs and they take a picture of me with my book. Not being afraid to schedule those moments during your launch to tell them now is a really good time to go to my page and write me a review. Being intentional and not waiting till the end to make the ask. I'll come back back to that when Chandler wants to talk about it. But for mine, yeah. So so we did a paddleboard. I had about 30 people. And I have a guy here who lives in Austin, Texas, who runs the Airbnb number one experience of paddleboarding on Lake Austin. I happen to host my event on a Wednesday night. By the way, for those of you listening, I suggest you host your launch party on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday night. Why is that? They're not socially competitive nights. More people are likely to show up. 
the number one success indicator for your book launch party will simply be how many people can you get to come and to be your fan. If you host it on a Friday, Saturday night, I'll call those red level nights. They're socially competitive. People are more likely to have schedule conflicts. You're more likely to get no-shows and cancellations and less likely to get yeses. Make it easy for people to show up. For mine, I hosted, I think, on a Tuesday night, and uh, we had this guy come out with these enormous paddle boards, and we all met at the bottom of Barton Springs, and like he had huge paddle boards. I told all my friends, I said, show up, bathing suit, show me that receipt. I put a copy or a few copies of my book in like coolers. I had waterproof name tags for everybody. And, you know, we all flotillaed, we floated, we stopped at a part beneath the jumping bridge. You probably know that one. I made a little speech. I had hired a photographer to come out as well. It was a weird party, but it felt so right for me. And so I loved it. That's so funny. And I, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, because I remember seeing pictures of that. So it worked. You had a photographer. You also said, now's a really great time to take a picture of me with my book. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it worked. And, and that caused even more kind of, I guess, um, just social proof and p- people posting on social and stuff like that. And kind of the, the compound effect uh, of the book launch itself. So let's let's unpack, I guess, the core methodology um, that you teach in the in your book, um, the two-hour p- cocktail party, uh, and how that applies to people hosting a great book launch event. So you've already mentioned some core things. Uh, don't host it on a socially competitive night. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday works well. Um, I know from going to some of your parties as well, name tags are a big thing. Um, you always have them. In this case, you had waterproof name tags. So I guess those are probably a couple of the things, but can you unpack kind of uh, the rest of the process? Yes. So let's start with who you're going to invite. When you think about your book launch event, you want to get your core group to commit first. Now, these are five people that are your allies, that are your friends, that are your close supporters. And you're going to test your date and time with them first before you invite anybody else. So let's say that Chandler was one of mine. I'd send Chandler a text message, say, hey, Chandler, I'm thinking of hosting my book launch on Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. at my apartment. If I do it, would you come? And you want to be asking him a minimum of three weeks before you start the party. I see a lot of people who wait a week beforehand because other stuff and they just forget to plan it and invite people and they only give a week notice. That's not enough time for a major life event like this. You want to give these core group at least three weeks notice and you want to get five yeses before you lock in your date. Now, once Chandler and four other people say yes, now my party's happening and now I'll reach out to that wider group. But I first reach out to people that I know who I trust, and this is very important, you have to collect RSVPs. Do not simply broadcast, hey, my book launch Tuesday night, this time, this place, show up, like hope you can make it. Hope you can make it? No. No, we are collecting RSVPs. I want to have a yes, no, or a maybe. Maybes count as no's, by the way. Yes, no, or maybe. And you're going to try to get a minimum of 15 people. Minimum of 15. For a book launch, of course, the venue, kind of whatever else you want. Know that the really the important thing is the people. Because your book launch will be successful if you can host a great event where other people can meet and connect with others. 
minimize your time sitting down reading from or talking about your book. The reality is that's going to put people to sleep. I don't care how good your book is, but if I go to another book launch where it's an hour long Q&A with the author, I'm sorry, but I'm not interested. You can talk about your book for 15 minutes, but the big thing is get there, have your books, get these photos, mix and mingle with your friends. Use this as an opportunity to bring your network together. And that's what's going to make it a success. Mm, that's great. Okay. So we've got send out invites at least three weeks ahead of time. Confor, uh, 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 confirm with your core five or so that they can make it. Then expand the invite list from there. Minimum of 15 people. Don't do an hour long Q&A. So keep the content piece tight. Have an opportunity for people to take a picture of you with your book. And then I'm assuming you kind of alluded to this of you and them with your book, maybe a book signing or incorporating the interactive piece um, there. Um, anything else that's kind of the core uh, principles, I guess, of both? Yeah. Uh, specifically here, the lens is a great book launch party, but then also, I mean, this is a lot of what you teach of just hosting a great party in general. Yeah, this stuff applies to anything, but let's dial in on the book launch itself. We mentioned it, but I want to get specific about hiring a photographer. And here is a absolute key thing that nobody else is going to say. When you hire your photographer, you need to let them know that you expect the photos by the next morning, because this is launch. Like you need your pictures. And I hate it when people hire event photographers and they don't get their pictures till three weeks later. Three weeks later, my book launches, like, what am I going to do with those photos three weeks later? I need the photos the next morning. And so you set those expectations with your photographer that say, look, I don't need every single photo perfectly color corrected. No, just cull through the photos. Give me the top 10. And I want to have those the next morning because you need that for your social shares. Okay. Hiring a photographer is a key move. You can also ask friends to take pictures and things like that, of course. Some other things during the actual book launch, you need to send three reminder messages to keep your event top of mind. Now, here's the cadence that I suggest one week beforehand. Hey, everybody, my book launch is next week. Can't wait to see you. Date and time, I'll send more information as it comes up. Three days beforehand. Book launch is coming up. Here's some of the awesome people that you're going to meet. Here's a rough agenda of what you can expect. Now, the awesome people that they're going to meet, shout out to your friends that are coming. Shine on them a little bit. Yes, this is about you and your book launch, but people want to meet other people. They get excited about who they're going to meet at your book launch. Last and final message is the morning of or the afternoon of. Hey, everybody, book launches tonight. Cannot wait to see you. Here's the details. Here's some people that are attending. Here's a link you signed up on. Here's how to park things like that. Doing those three reminder messages shows that you're taking your event very seriously. I got invited to somebody's 40th birthday like three months ago, and I got invited like a month beforehand. There was zero communication leading up to the event. I was like, is this even happening? Like, what's going on? Um, and when you do a book launch, when you send those reminder messages, here's the deal. You keep your book and your event top of mind. And that's what it is. We're competing with all these different polls on our calendar. And it just shows that you're a host who cares, who's serious about this. So I think that that's really, really helpful. Other stuff I could mention for the book launch. Yeah, don't be afraid. Be shameless. That's very hard and uncomfortable for a lot of people to promote their book. People, a lot of people just think, oh, I'll write it and it'll be out there. 
I'm telling you, I wrote an amazing book. I am. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Nonstop talking about my book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I want, I, want to, I want to circle back to that last piece here in just one second. Um, you mentioned about, it, you know, kind of making sure that you use the book to actually sell copies or sorry, use the book launch event, to sell copies to move books um, or, or to sell copies and to get reviews. Any other practical tips? You've kind of shared some, but anything else that you do or that you recommend people to do um, to actually sell books and, and to actually get reviews through um, their book launch party? So using the book launch party to actually sell books at the event, I even still feel uncomfortable about that. But I'll tell you one thing that I did that made it successful. And this sounds silly, and maybe it's a cliche term, but I mentioned that my book makes a great gift. That even if they had bought the Kindle for $1.99, I happened to mention, I said, by the way, this makes a great gift for someone. And I had a couple people, when I say that, buy two copies even. The reality is, is that at your book launch, you hope that people will have bought your book ahead of time. I even suggest considering not to host your book launch party on the actual day of launch, because you're going to be kind of exhausted. I mean, if you're like me, I just had emails and messages and social media. And the last thing I want is like another whole party to plan for. They don't have to be on the same day. Know that. Cool. That's good. I like that. And, and you talked about something I wanted to ask you about, kind of even thinking of coming into this interview, is how you continuously talk about and market your book. It's something that I really admire about you and I think is just really cool that you do with your book is, uh, is you continue to talk about it. And we have this concept of, of the one-year launch, not the one-week launch. I think you kind of mentioned that earlier. And it, so it's it's, hey... Most people focus on the launch week when you should be focused on the launch year. You've done that. Can you maybe share for people who don't know you personally like I do, um, how you've done that and how you do that and why you think it's important to continue talking about the book? Yes. I have um, integrated my book in almost all of my messaging and social strategies and things like that. So I'll give you an example. When I send people an email from my newsletter... It used to say, hey, it's Nick Gray, your friend in Austin, Texas. It now says, hey, it's Nick Gray, your friend and author of the two-hour cocktail party um, in Austin, Texas. When I'm talking about things, I'm constantly mentioning my book. When I host events, I say, and I'll talk about my book for two minutes. And I make a little joke sometimes during the party. When I'm saying a little speech, or I make something and say, hey, just so I can get this tax right off, I'm just going to mention about my book what it's about. I know you guys have heard this, but I want to say it again because I'm so passionate about this. And I'll give a little spiel for what my book is. The reality is that while you may think that all your friends know about your book just because they heard it once or you had a launch week, they don't. They've forgotten about it and life moves on. And you need to constantly mention your book to keep it top of mind. 
realize that there's thousands of books launched literally every single day. And your book, if it's a great book, if you work with selfpublishing.com to create that great book, then it's worth letting people know about it. And you have to say it many, many times. By the way, I've never been upset when a friend has said, oh, I haven't read your book yet or something like that. I don't care. That's okay. I know that they're busy. That like, while this may be, I guess that's something else that I could say is that while your book launch and your launch week, you may think, I remember the night before my book launch, I went to bed and I was like, well, this is the last night that I, you know, go to bed as a normal person because tomorrow everything will be different. And then that night I went to bed, I was like, well, I'm kind of the same person um, <laughs> because it's a one-year process. You know, it's mm. a long, amazing process. And that that just constantly includes, I'll give another example. Whenever I traveled to a new city during the first six months, I used that as an opportunity to have a book launch or a book tour in Los Angeles, in mm. Dallas, in wherever else. Maybe I was just gathering with my friends, but people love to be invited to an event like that. Mm. That is a book launch. That's a book something, right? Mm -hmm. So think about any chance that you can to make that into an opportunity. I think people like and appreciate and respect authors and they want to mm. support you in your book. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's really interesting about hosting book events after the launch because I think that's something a lot of people wouldn't think of. Um, so can you maybe uh, dive a little bit more into that? How do you do that? And it, it, what is it called? Because I guess it's not technically a book launch event anymore. Is it like, are you doing like a book signing? Are you doing a, how do you make uh, fun book events post-launch? Let me think to give good advice that would apply to some other people. Have you talked at all on this show about how self-published authors can do their own book tour? Not much, no. Let me talk about what I've experimented with that mm -hmm. and how I've done it. Number one, um, recognize that people love to meet new people and that as a subject matter expert, now that you've published your book, you have a draw from the random person on LinkedIn to the friend of a friend. My parties and the events that I host are successful because I put the focus on everybody else. I know that my parties are good and Chandler can probably back this up because you're going to come and you're going to meet a lot of interesting people. And now through my book, The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, I've taught hundreds of people how to host an event like that. Doesn't matter if you live in a small town and you don't have like famous friends like Chandler, you can host a successful event like this. And when you host an event where the purpose is for other people to meet the other guests, I think that's one thing that makes my book event successful is the focus is never on my book. Now, I will mention my book. I'll talk about it for two or three minutes. Occasionally, I'll give them some uh, insider details and info, but that's a small piece of it, okay? That may be the draw that brings them in, but at the actual event, I'm getting them to mix and mingle and meet lots of other people. And that's what my book is about. I don't want to go into too many of the details, but I'll give one other example is at the events, I'll tell people and I'll say, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know that's inside my book. And I tell them the general gist. By the way, one thing that I love doing when I have my book is not just holding my book up, but is, but is actually opening up the book and showing people parts of the book. 
That's something when I'm actually with somebody at a book launch party is I get them to open up the book. And it's so funny, but it's like a mental barrier that like they won't open. I don't know. But that's what I want them to do is to look through it and things like that. Mm, got it. Um, talk about Nick. Gosh, I've got uh, more questions in time. Um, talk to me about. So we talked about a lot of the book launch party stuff. Um, Let me think about it. Let me just think out mm -hmm. loud and you see if anything sort of resonates. Okay. One thing that we talked about was not hosting your book launch party on the actual book launch day. Do you right. agree with that? Or does that? I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you still advise people to launch on Tuesdays or is that like an old thing? We don't do that anymore. It's an older thing. It's more traditional publishing, but we still recommend it. Just uh, mm -hmm. honestly, similar to you, it's, it's less socially competitive. It's, okay. you know, Monday is, is getting caught up on the work week. You've got kind of Tuesday. Tuesday is a good first day. And then you continue talking about it for the rest of the week and rolling into the following week. So here's my suggestion. If you're a selfpublishing.com client, do this. If your book launch expert suggests you launch on a Tuesday, host your launch party on Wednesday. I'll tell you why. People are going to come out of the woodwork on Tuesday that you haven't heard from in a long time, celebrating and congratulating you on your launch you will then have the opportunity to invite them to come to your party the following night. You're going to post a LinkedIn post, Facebook update. I launched my book. People are going to comment and be like, oh my God, Darlene, I haven't talked to Darlene in forever. Shoot her a DM. Hey, Darlene, totally random, but I'm actually hosting my launch party tomorrow night. May I send you the info? And then you send her the link. And so mentally prepare that you may think you're going to have 20 people but you're prepared to have 30 if people come out of the woodwork who you want to invite. So that's a great suggestion, I think, would work really well. Launch on a Tuesday, plan your launch party the day afterwards. Mm, that's cool. Um, I'm remembering the question I was about to ask you a second ago. Uh, you do a great job of having an overarching mission that's tied into the book. And I've seen like how Elrod does this with the Miracle Morning. Like I've seen multiple authors do this, but not many people do it well. And just to be in at multiple of your parties is like, all right, I know about the book and I know about the mission and I know about how the book ties into that mission. So can you share what it what that is um, for people who don't know about it and how you've kind of combined the two to get people behind saying, oh, that's cool. Um, I want to join in on that. The truth is, is it's very hard for adults to make new friends. And a lot of people are talking about the loneliness epidemic, the friendship recession, how more isolated we are. I found that to really meet interesting people, I had to do interesting things. And the easiest way to do something interesting was to learn how to host a well-run meetup or event. That is my mission, is to help people make new friends and build their network. And I do that through the narrative of teaching people how to host two-hour cocktail parties and hosting a lot of my own. So it lines up very well for me to host these events and to mention my book at those events. Mm. But I'll say this, telling people the why is so important. That's cool. Yeah. Telling people why you wrote your book. Getting, getting that really boiled down of the why you wrote this, they will resonate with. And you have to say it a lot. You have to say mm -hmm. it often. Mm -hmm. And what's the, you have a number, right? Is it a hundred parties? Is it a thousand yes. parties, something? 
It's 500 parties. My number, the number one metric that I'm obsessed with, it's not book sales, reviews, it's nothing. It's how many people will read my book and host a party for the first time using my framework and formula that help their friends meet some new people. So I count each and every verified host, that's what I call them, who reads my book, sends me an email and tells me how their party went. That's my number and it's what I'm obsessed with. And why is that the number one number? That, that you watch? Because I'm interested in people who will take action. I know that the reality is a lot of nonfiction books don't get completed. People buy them with good intentions, but life happens. We're all very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And I truly want to encourage and inspire a new generation of hosts. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm tired of going to bad meetups, bad networking events where I would leave them feeling like it was my fault that I didn't meet anybody. Like, oh, I wasn't outgoing enough. I wasn't this. What I realized was it was just the events weren't set up for success. That's why I wrote my book. A piece of advice for an author working on their book now, get crystal clear before you finish your book on what your goal is, and don't be afraid to share that in the book, Mm. whether it's in the introduction or even in the conclusion. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have done that. I didn't have that 500 goal until after I had locked the manuscript and I spent time thinking, okay, what's my goal for the launch? And I wish I would have been able to tell people in the book so that they could Mm. share their success with me. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, So it's been a year, I guess you said it's been about a year since the book launch? One year, exactly. Wow. Um, Approximately how many um, copies have you sold so far? I've sold 12,955 copies. Wow. So that's not even approximately. Um, That's awesome. And that's a really successful um, year, whether you're self-published or traditionally published. Um, If you were to point, I know I kind of asked this at the beginning, but um, any thoughts on within that year frame, uh, what's moved the most books, one or two things? Yeah. Um, Some things that you wouldn't expect, and I'm going to just drill into the numbers real quick because I know that your audience loves these numbers. I have had more than 100,000 unique visitors to my website, which I built my own website for the book. I do not recommend that for 99% of people. I do not recommend creating separate social media accounts for your book. Keep it all under your name. Uh, I've sold 12,882. That was a few days ago, so I'm up to this. I have 408 uh, Amazon reviews. I did 81 podcast interviews. I've gotten $50,210 in royalties from Amazon. And the breakdown of that is 5,017 paperbacks and 4,846 Kindle sales. I've made $6,544 on um, Audible from 2,456 sales. And then I have about $3,500 in other sales from um, Ingram Spark and Book Baby. Those are harder for, I'm sure you know, it's like hard to kind of track those Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But those are my rough numbers. And all of this is entirely self-published. And the things that move the biggest needle, number one, the biggest spike that I have was from launch week. Because I had a list that was like primed and that was ready. Mm -hmm. There have been other things that I've gotten that I hesitate to share because I don't think it would be helpful. For example, we're both friends with Sam Parr from My First Million. Sam has mentioned my book 
that he shared sometimes on his podcast. And that gives a big bump. Somebody Mm -hmm. wrote a tweet about me that went viral. And that was a significant book bump. But I'll tell you something else that was funny. One day, um, Amazon just was discounting my book like $2. uh, And I put a tweet out that was like, hey, my book's on sale on Amazon. It was only on sale for $2. But it was like nine months after my book had come out. And just just that little thing sort of was a push that reminded people like, oh, I'm going to use this as a chance to buy his book. And Mm. that did crazy numbers for me. Now, I've experimented with Amazon ads. I've spent over $10,000 on Amazon ads. And I got to be honest, I really struggle with those. I could not Mm. get them to be profitable. I mean, I was spending about $10. I probably spent $10,000 in Amazon ads to sell 1,000 books. Mm -hmm. And if you know um, ACOS numbers, that doesn't work out as a profitable Mm -hmm. sale. So I'm still figuring that out. Mm -hmm. Um, but things like word of mouth, by the way, I'm really happy and willing to send free copies of my book out to people. And I do that a lot, probably way more than you would think. Someone had a conversation with me before my launch. He said, how many free books are you planning to send? I said, you know, probably a lot, you know, 50 or 60. The guy said, you need to 10 X that you need to be willing and ready to send a lot, just drop them out to people. Mm -hmm. And that changed Mm -hmm. how I thought about that. That's a really great point. Um, and, and I completely agree with that. Give the book away. It's the best business card ever. And it's about, it's a similar price, (laughs) you know, five bucks a book. Um, so sure more expensive than a a regular business card, but gosh, we've probably given away thousands, if not tens of thousands of copies of my book at this point, come to speaking gigs, give a bunch of copies away. People buy the book. They are not buy it in this case, but they take the book, they read the book. Um, A lot of times they end up doing business with us. So it's just uh, kind of the virtual or uh, in-person introduction in book form. Um, We're coming right up on on time here. I've got a couple of final questions. Um, One is I've I've noticed that one thing you do is uh, I I love this book. It's called How to Talk to Anyone uh, by Lil Lowndes. Have you ever heard of that book? I think I've heard of it. We might be trying to buy ads on it, but yes, I have read it. (laughs) So it's a great book. Um, but she talks about this concept in there called a what's it, which is wearing something where people say, hey, what's that? And it mm. sparks conversation and how it's you're more likely to get in a conversation with random people by wearing something like that. And I think for you, I've noticed it's uh, the neon hat. Uh, yes. And I see you wearing it all the time in a bunch of your videos when I see you in person. Um, and so I, my assumption is that's a what's it for you, um, but yeah. I've never directly asked you about it. So what is it? Uh, and what's the like? What's the why or thought behind that? So I wear the neon yellow hat. It all started when I was working a huge meetup that I uh, I love to help folks with their meetups and I love to host them. And I was hosting a huge event with hundreds of people, and I needed all the staff to be able to find me quickly. And I said, "What can I do? I'm gonna get a neon yellow hat." And then I happened to I had a great night. I wore that hat out the next day. It was real sunny out. And somebody literally spotted me on the street. Oh, hey, I came. Weren't you that guy? I saw you last night. I said, wow, we had a great conversation. I met this person. I connected. That never would have happened if I didn't have that neon yellow hat. And occasionally I wear this hat. It makes it easy for me to be spotted and identified and people come up and have a conversation with me. And so I wear that as a conversation starter to be easily seen at my events. But I have a pro tip. Can I tell you my pro tip, Chandler, that can apply for all your listeners? You need to carry your book with you everywhere you go. I cannot tell you 
the number of times that I have been so happy that I stick in my backpack that I carry, even when I'm like, I don't need it mm-hmm. today. I mm-hmm. cannot tell you how many times having that book has resulted in me making a new friend, getting a new reader, something. Mm-hmm. Do not leave the house without your book. You need to have it with you all the time. Mm, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, well, Nick, what would you say is, is kind of your parting piece of advice, um, knowing what you know now to the Nick of a couple of years ago before you wrote this book or the other Nicks out there who are thinking about writing um, their first book? I think the best piece of advice that I can truly give to people is to think about your book launch event not as a one-time thing, but to think about your event and to warm it up with some warm-up events so that when it comes time for you to have your book launch party, you've hosted some events, you've met these people, you have a warm list, you know folks are going to show up. And that should not be a stressful your book launch should not be the first time you've hosted something like in the past year or two. Your book launch should be a celebration, something fun for you, but it's also something that you'll do again and hopefully you've done beforehand. So the number one piece of advice I could think is to, number one, host your book launch party the day after your actual book launch. Number two, to make sure you get those invites out early and often with the reminder messages. And three, to try to host some little warm-up events leading up to it that you tell people. You say, hey, look, I'm so glad you guys came. This little happy hour. I just want to get my interesting friends together. Probably in a month or two, I'm going to host a book launch event. I hope you all come back for that. I'll send you more details about it soon. Cool. I like that and love the warm-up party idea. Um, Well, Nick, this has been awesome, man. Where can people go uh, to buy your book uh, or to find out more about what you're up to? Please, if you're going to host a book launch, I would love to maybe write about it on my blog or just give you some advice or tips. I'd actually love to write an article on how to host the perfect book launch. Maybe we could do it on your blog on selfpublishing.com. Let's do it. Yeah, done. Um, And reach out to me. The name of my book is called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party. I recorded the Audible myself. People seem to like that. You can buy it anywhere books are sold online. And then I'm big on social media. I'm on Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube. I'm at Nick Gray News, N-I-C-K-G-R-A-Y-N-E-W-S. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, again, the book is called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, How to Build Big Relationships with Small Gatherings. Uh, And it's just so fun uh, getting to see, as someone who knows Nick personally here in Austin, getting to see this book to work. I know that it works. (laughs) Uh, So grab a copy of the book, use it to host your next uh, party or book launch event. Uh, Nick, you're the man. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Chandler. More books. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, So thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by 
other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.